This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. A warm welcome from the beautiful state of Georgia. I am excited for the show today. Going to interview one of my mentors, the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Ringading from Ring Lawn Care. He has an incredible story. We know him now as being all over social media, over Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, making websites and uh, running the Ring Lawn Care Empire. But what you might not have known is he used to uh, struggle with alcohol and was actually homeless for a while and uh, has quite the story from uh, going from homeless to running this lawn care empire. Ring-a-ding, what is up, my friend? What is up, Paul Jameson? You got How that? You I'm doing good. Is the uh, summer's winding down up there, huh? Surely is. Uh, we've been hammering out jobs this year. Went from two crews to three crews. Wow. Looking good. And then you do snow removal uh, in those frigid Minnesota winters as well. We absolutely do. Come join us anytime. We got plenty of equipment. <laughs> I, I do not like the cold weather, ring-a-ding. Well, I'm I'm super excited to hear a little bit more about this powerful story. So take us back and uh, tell us a little bit about the days when you were struggling with alcohol. And is it true you really slept in a dumpster? Or is that a myth? Uh, I heard you say that to somebody before. I've never slept in a dumpster. I've actually jumped into a dumpster to get food. Okay, that's that's where I got um, the story mixed up. <laughs> so you jumped into so, a dumpster to get thing. food. Yeah. What was it? A Big Mac uh, or what? Real. Uh, when I was 18, really, that's when my drinking began. It was kind of short-lived. Um, I drank essentially from 18 years old to 24, where essentially I was having blackouts like on a regular basis. I drink so much. Wow. Um, you know, and honestly, I would have a place to live. I would be paying rent at a place, at an apartment or a home or something. And I would find myself waking up on the street. You know, like I had a home, but I was essentially living homeless so because the, of my alcoholism. Wow. Um, and, and yes, there were moments where, you know, I mean, I'd be so hungry, uh, you know, and I'd have no money because I spent it all on my alcohol use that, there were times I'd wait for one place in particular. It was called the Pizza Shack in South Minneapolis on uh, Lake Street and like right by Bloomington Avenue. Uh, it's no longer there now, but I would wait till they closed shop and they'd be throwing their garbage out. And that's when I would dig, you know, for food. Wow. Um, but like I said, with the homelessness, I mean, it, you know, short lived. Uh, I mean, if you take six years of my drinking, as short-lived. Um, I did a lot of, you know, bad things, got in a lot of trouble, um, was in and out of jail, like almost every other month, it seemed like for disorderly conduct or, you know, drinking and driving and just stuff of that nature. Wow. This is hard for me to believe now that I know you as a successful businessman who, you know, runs three crews in this, you know, successful lawn care company. So how did you get into lawn care? What was the origins of you starting your business? Well, I was tailing off on my drinking. It was coming towards the end of the year. Uh, around September is when I quit drinking, September 12, 1994. But 
before that, my neighbor right next door to me, and this was on 31st Street and Lindell Avenue in Minneapolis, he lived right next door to me, and he owned a lawn care company. And I didn't realize how big it was at the time. Um, but one day he came over, and I think I had one of my kids, I think they're like maybe three years old, just sitting on my uh, knee, and I was out there drinking a beer. And the neighbor comes over, and he's the only thing I can honestly remember him saying to me was, if you ever need a job. <laughs> so I guess, you know, right after I quit drinking, I think it was in the latter part of September of 94, or early October, um, I started working for a company called The Lawn Ranger in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Wow. So that's how you got so my, experience early on. Absolutely. My neighbor, uh, he knew I didn't have a vehicle. I didn't have a license. Um, so his shop was located in Eden Prairie. And, of course, you know, he lived right in Minneapolis next door to me. So he would drive me to work every single day and back and I'd have to wait for him. So I was just picking his brain, you know, and, um, back then, I don't know, competition was real where, you know, you'd have crew leaders who would not let, you know, new guys touch lawnmowers. Um, because they knew if a new guy got on the lawnmower, that's all they're going to want to do. Wow. But every single day after we were done working and I was waiting for the owner, Joe, uh, to give me a ride home, I'd be out there on the piece of grass, the only piece of grass that was there, walking back and forth with the 36-inch skag mower, like a belt drive. <laughs> wow. So essentially I kind of taught myself how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I would do that every single day after work until one day Joe came out and tapped me on my shoulder, and he looked right at me and he said, I think you got it. Wow. And then the very next year, I became a crew leader. <laughs> wow. That was 1995? That was 1994. And then, yeah, in 1995, that's when I became a crew leader. So at what point did something in your brain go off and say, you know what, I, I could do this for my own business? Um, then come till later. Um, <clears throat> I actually worked for the Lawn Ranger maybe four years. Um, and then I worked for an electrical company in between that time. It was just way much more money. I mean, it was like $20 an hour back then, wow. which even now that's great. Um, but then I came back after I'd moved to Stillwater, I went back to the Lawn Ranger for one more year and made more money in one year than I had ever made in my entire life. Wow. And I think it was $35,000. And that was back in 2000. Okay. So right after that, um, it sounded like some stuff had gone down while he was out of the country during the winter time, um, which forced him to come back and tell everybody who was a crew leader, they're now going to be on salary. And I just told him I could not do it hmm. because, I mean, we're working 50, 55 hours a week, right. almost 60 sometimes, where I just thought, you know, I can't give up that overtime pay. Right. So I ended up getting a job at a landscape supplier, you know, basically filling up trucks with dirt, rock, mulch, uh, with big loader machines, skid loaders, uh, just keeping the yard tidied up. and 
it got to the point uh, at that particular job where they just didn't appreciate me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up starting Ring Lawn Care in the March or March of 2002. Wow. So that's, that's how it all started. And then you can share a little bit if you want about those early days, but I know 2011 was just kind of the year everything just, you turned the corner and things just started skyrocketing. We did turn the corner in 2011. Uh, everybody's kind of heard my story about how I had $0 in the bank account because one property manager essentially just didn't pay me. Um, and don't get me wrong, I wasn't running my business right anyway. Um but there were things that, you know, we could have done different. We really weren't fully equipped for the type of snow that actually came that snow season in 2010 slash 2011. But suffice to say, this property manager stiffed us of like $4,800, I believe it was. Um, so that next spring in 2011, after paying all my guys all their hours for working in the snow, I essentially had no money in the bank. Wow. How'd you feel? Um, I was depressed. I was ready to quit. Um, I asked my wife, you know, why am I actually doing this? I mean, I have zero dollars, you know, and my goal, of course, was to be a millionaire, right? So you're basically 10 years in into business and you got zero dollars in the bank. You're thinking, I've been doing this for 10 years and I got nothing. I, I might as well just throw in the towel. Absolutely. I mean, you and I have discussed, I've discussed with others about reinvesting in your company. So, I mean, I I do that still to this day. I mean, I do a lot of the same things the same way when I reinvest into my company, where I know it sounds trife, but I almost go for broke because I know what it's like to be broke, and I know how to dig myself out of that. I know how to make money, and a lot, not a lot of people can say that, you know I mean, where if 2011 never happened, I wouldn't be able to reinvest in my company the way I do now, you know, where you're almost kind of looking at the finish line of $0 in the bank account. You're almost like striving towards that direction in a sense. And I know you're a big Dave Ramsey guy, and that's probably the opposite of what he teaches, right? He, he teaches to have but, a three to six month emergency fund, but yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes. No, I mean, of course, when I spend, it's not frivolous. It's never frivolous. It's always, you know, do I have the money to get this piece of equipment that we actually need? Not one that we want, you know, one that we need, because I'm a big believer in work with what you have. But if you can get more, then you go for it. Now that's what been my philosophy. What happened, Brian, in 2011 when everything kind of the light switched on and everything started turning around? How did that happen? I'll tell you exactly how it happened. Uh, a current client at the time, we were actually taking care of her commercial property and her home. She excuse me. She asked me via email um, about spring services, like, you know, what spring services we offer. So I told her, um, and then she also asked in the email, how was your winter? So the minute I seen that question, I told her exactly what I just told you, how a property manager stiffed us, 
Um, it was kind of a good winter until that happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no kidding. This this email is on a Friday. The very next Monday, I checked the mailbox, and she prepays me a thousand dollars. Wow. And this is before I even instituted or made it a policy for our company for prepay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that save ring long care, but I can honestly tell you it was a blessing mm-hmm. and it very much, very much helped us get our season started. Wow. And then 2011, so to say that there's not good people out there. That'd be an understatement. <laughs> Wow. And then 2011, things you, you just had a great year and just have just been carrying that momentum all the way through current. Well, I'll be honest. I mean, 2011 wasn't like great. Um, I did create our company website, of course, and that really wasn't getting much traction right then and there in the spring. It really was getting traction like mid-summer mm-hmm. that year. So the fall and the winter is kind of where the turning point began. So by the next spring our phone was just completely off the hook Wow! because, you know, my website hadn't had enough time to really get, you know, that juice it needed to get up in the search rankings yet. Yeah. But really I kind of look at 2011 as that, uh, pivotal time in our business career. But I look at 2012 as like that, you know, thing we talk about turning the corner. I got you. Now we can do you a know whole, what I mean? absolutely. We can do a whole nother uh, show another day. I want to hear all about your website business and SEO ranking and all of that. But I did want to touch on social media because this has been a a life changing opportunity for you uh, as you've become a social media influencer. Did you set out to be a social media influencer? It just kind of happened organically, or how have you developed such a presence on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, etc. Essentially, you know, I'd tell my story of my drug and alcohol use uh, offline. I had been telling that since like 1997. Mm-hmm. So from 1997, you know, I was working on my own recovery in, you know, using drugs and alcohol, um, where it got to the point where I was actually helping people who were just new to, you know, trying to sober up and how to live, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had been sharing my story since 1997 with people offline until one day I was on a live video with the gentleman uh, from Chicago and he says, Hey, come on in, you know, join us. So I jumped on and he's like, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I did that. And after I kind of told him a little bit about my story, that's where it began. And this had to be about three, maybe four years ago, maybe three where he said, you need to start sharing your life and business experience online. Wow. So that's where it really started. Wow. And I think he's the type of guy that read me really well right off the bat as to, you know, don't get me wrong. He's a marketer. He's a monetization guru. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think he understood that that would never be my goal, Mm -hmm. you know, to like monetize off of my story when I'm trying to essentially just look out for my fellow man more than anything. Mm -hmm. 
but he says a lot of people need to hear your story. Wow. That's inspiring, Brian. That's where it began. Well, we have many, many more episodes, hopefully, with the man, the myth, the legend, Ring-a-Ding. Brian Ring, I definitely want to pick your brain uh, about so much more. But I appreciate your time today. And uh, if people want to meet you, will you be at the GIE rally this year? Oh, I'm going to be at the GIE. I'll be out demo day. Uh, Probably go check out Service Autopilot. Definitely shake some hands there. They've really helped me shape my business. And we'll definitely be at the GIE rally. Cool. Well, I had an awesome time uh, hanging out with you in Stillwater, Minnesota. Uh, your generous gift, Brian Ring, for those of you who haven't seen the story online, donated a 48-inch commercial mower to my business and a trailer, which has been uh, awesome. I don't know if you saw my Instagram yesterday, but the guy working with me, we were on the 12th yard of the day, Brian, and I, I used the mower on the previous yards, and he's like, will you please let me drive it just one time? <laughs> and uh, I was <laughs> like, sure, man. So he was whipping that thing around and uh, loving it. Man. He's like, man, this thing is a beast that uh, new engine you put on it so anyway looking forward to hanging out with you in louisville kentucky just man we're almost about a month and a half away brian i know i can't believe it from the gie expo so come meet brian ring and uh hang out with us in kentucky well i really appreciate your time brian and we'll definitely get you on another episode and you can uh fill us with some knowledge about uh, search engine optimization absolutely all right thanks for your time go vikings brother yes sir all right see you brian see you buddy Hey guys, it's Paul. Thank you for listening to today's show. I certainly appreciate it and I would appreciate it so much if you could please leave me a review in iTunes as I'm just getting started with this podcast. I feel like an underdog, kind of getting late to the show, but I am passionate about the green industry and I love broadcasting. So it's going to be fun. I'm really excited to create this show, uh, more episodes in the future. And I wanted to ask for your help with some feedback in iTunes. It would help me get some momentum going within the iTunes uh, structure and system. Right now, iTunes basically has no idea who I am or what this podcast is about. But if we can get some reviews generated and uh, get some momentum going, then that should help in the iTunes rankings. And it would mean a lot to me. So please, if you haven't already subscribed to my podcast, hit the subscribe button. And if you could, please just take a moment and uh, leave a review, write a review. It would mean the world to me. So I would definitely appreciate that. Thanks for listening. I look forward to making more episodes and please leave a review. Thank you guys. See you next time.